Hey! Hello, hello, finally. Oh, oh yeah, right? Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just happy and honored that you're able to join the podcast from the Positive Energy Generation podcast and just come share so much knowledge that you have. Thank you. No problem. So, hey, you already know who this is. It's definitely your favorite chairwoman. Start coming back at you once again at the Positive Energy Generation podcast where we let everyone know that they're not alone. And you already know, I brought another gem to the table. And what I'm going to do, I'm the type of person that I'll butcher your name. And I don't like when people butcher my name. So I'm going to have you introduce yourself. You know what I'm saying? And then we're going to get into it and tell everybody a little bit about you before we start with your story. So can you definitely, you know, tell everybody how to properly pronounce your name and who you are? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am Manira Sahabi and I am the niche navigator. Hey, the niche navigator. You feel me? Hey, everybody need to know that niche. On top of that, she also is an author, a speaker, an influence, and an entrepreneur from Chicago, Illinois. Your business has influenced so many people. You navigate to their niche. She firmly believes that all people have a niche. But they're afraid to explore the deep, dark side of that water, right? And her mission is to integrate the concept of Nickology, Bizology, and the Confidenceology. Man, I'm telling you, that's so much right there. You want to mix how to how to bring in the Nick? You want to you want to mix how to bring in business and the confidence? Hey, so definitely we want to definitely get started. But before we get started, I always like to bring it up to the Most High Universe whatever you call it and i like to bring in the honors for my guest speakers to just bring everyone in balance out the energy with a small short water prayer would you be honored to do that for me uh yes thank you so much uh thank you lord for having me um having me on this show and having char invite me to this show Thank you for the food on our table and thank you, thank you for everything, blessings in disguise that we don't even see. Amen. Amen, amen. So I'm gonna go call you by your last name. I, I like the, the how your last name flows. Zahabi, right? Okay. <laughs> I like that, Zahabi. It, it, it sounds very exotic, so I'm gonna go with that. I oh. like that. All right. <laughs> So tell everybody a little bit, Zahabi, about who you are, where you're from, and tell us a little bit about your life growing up. Oh, wow. I was born and raised in Kenya. Wow. Uh, Nairobi, Kenya. So born and raised and left that country when I was 15, a uh, day after I finished my O-level exams, which is similar to U- United States um, high, le- high school and i got married i went to tanzania lived there for 15 years and then moved to united states at the age of 30. wow cheers hey that's big congratulations yeah thank you thank you so it's not easy it's not easy i'm pretty sure you know a little bit more about the u.s than i do no. Well, yeah, a little bit. We all had to learn the concepts, the fact of, you know, United States is a different country. So we drive on the left-hand side over there. We drive on the right-hand side. Yeah. The cars are turned around. The switches, uh, the electricity switches where you switch on the light and switch off the light is all off and on in the opposite direction. Right. So the whole world follows a format except for United States. That's all I, I can say. But yeah, I, believe you, I totally believe it over there. I've been to Bahrain, Germany. Everybody has the same concept except the U.S. So I, I'm on your side. <laughs> we are you. definitely backwards over here. I'm on your side. Okay, thank you. <laughs> hey, but it's definitely beautiful to have you in this country. And I thank you for helping so many people the way you have. Thank you. It's it's been a pleasure, and you know the best thing of it all is the fact that they allowed me into their life, into their hearts, for me to help them. Yeah, I see you, Zahabi. Let's go. 
So what was that process like when you was working on and starting your entrepreneurship like? Yeah, so when I came to United States, I started working in, well, I was a teacher back home. I was I was a businesswoman before that. Uh, teacher, I came to United States thinking I was going to pursue teaching. And then I got a job as a teacher's aide and I realized that teachers don't have any uh, power if you will over there where i come from teachers are you know after your parents your teachers are the people ruling you <laughs> right oh uh, no nah, not here different we, we babbles we still babbles over here <laughs> so uh, that you know when i was working as a teachers um teachers aide i was i realized that oh my god this is this is hard this is yeah. really hard because you know i was I was the the all powerful in my classrooms over there and here I had no jurisdiction. Oh so yeah. I changed paths very quickly and I became a pharmacy technician. So I walked through that life and I was in the pharma world for 24 years. Mm. Yeah. So talk about drugs, I know them. The legal You know them all, huh? <laughs> you know them all, huh? <laughs> the legal one. So I worked in the hospital for uh, 10 years, 12 years. Then I got uh, very, very ambitious, got my master's degree in healthcare management and decided, hey, you know what? I need to go and figure out what the corporate world is. So I did. And I loved my job because I was traveling to different parts of the United States and working with different hospital systems. And it was amazing. The changes in healthcare were taking place as I was implementing programs and policies and procedures and helping them help people who were indigent, people who didn't have insurances. Right. And I had teams all over and I had over 30 people in my team. And mm. sometimes it was just, I would go implement stuff and then find people to uh, hold the fort while I was gone, and I was right. I was gone all the time. So people <laughs> the job, <laughs> and it was amazing. It really was amazing. And then I lost my job because of the shuffle in the company. And there you have it, life over there. Life as I knew it changed. And then I moved in that time from um, California to Dallas to Chicago where I am right now and you know I moved to Chicago for my husband and he started not keeping well and his health took a toll so with my pharma knowledge I was able to help him and unfortunately for me he passed away early this year Aww. oh thank you I'm so sorry to hear that. But he's an angel. He's watching. Over oh, there. yes, yes. And so for the past four years, I, you know, had to repurpose my skills and reinvent myself as a coach. But come to find out, you know, what I have learned that all the things that before, all the paths that I had to cross, that journey was just making me format myself into what I am today. So my mm. skills, my pharma skills, my healthcare skills, the fact that I was building teams everywhere allowed me to, yes, grow other people's business, but also learn more about business where I can put that knowledge to work for myself right now. Hey, congratulations. You're so strong, man. You are, look, I like the fact that you saw purpose in everything you did, whether it was pharmacy, whether it was coaching and speaking, a teacher, even though you was like, nah, not going to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you still found purpose in that, and all that led you to where you are today. That is really dope. Yes, yes. And, you know, it, even though we sometimes wonder what our purpose is in life, 
if you sit down and think about it we all may not be clear but we have to look inward for us within ourselves to figure out exactly because i am a true believer that you know your purpose you just don't want to take care of it man that's key that is so key and did you know that the biggest organization for like millions of dollars been wasted million dollars goes into it's the graveyard did you know that oh yeah that's what my professor had told me long time ago where he said um where he said that you know um the, the and i write this in my book because i wrote this uh chapter in my book where i said that my, all the people uh, you know that the graveyards are the richest place in the world because all those people have not put their ideas and implemented them that is so true that is really true so the fact that you decide look i know my purpose i may not know what direction is taking me but i'm going to i'm going to go with it and now that you're writing books right you're writing books you've been an inspiration to people now you can see where your purpose lies in yes and you know i'm really really uh thankful for god to god because he put me in that position so to able to, to be able to do this Yes, he did. I'll tell y'all, God is good. And I'm proud of you for stepping out there because not many people will accept their faith. A lot of them will, will, will die back. They'll push back. They'll say, I'm not able to do it. They'll give a million excuses why they can't do it. And you're, you're an example of you can do it. Everybody can do it if they get out of their own way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're so for real like we all be in our in our own way like nobody's stopping it but us it is true it is true and you know that that's what i teach in my course is that you know everybody has the purpose everybody is is supposed to do something in their life only the only problem is that they they get out they don't get out of their own way and that's the biggest thing is because uh, you know out as you approach 30 you know as you approach 30 and you are now moving into your 40s it seems like now you start to re take a good look to figure out if what you are doing is the right thing right many times people get good ideas but they don't implement them no no because they're scared i mean i i my, me myself was one of those people that you know i was scared whether it's to be talking to people whether it was um just to get to know somebody a little bit more somebody get to know me a lot of times vulnerability is be the reason why a lot of people don't step out because they don't want you to see who they are right so it's not, so it's not the other people it's not the other people at all what it is it's that people talk themselves out of whatever they are supposed to do yes and it you know if i don't know if you are a good proponent of watching uh, cartoons and stuff but usually when you watch cartoon there is a white you know a white angel on your right hand side and a, yeah. a little devil on your left hand side and those are the things that you know you have to worry about because those are the things that literally talk you out of whatever you're supposed to do mm. so you're you're the right and left uh uh devil right and you're listening to yourself over and over and over again yeah and, and the thing is most of the time in human humanity most of the time the devil wins the red one always wins because we allow it to win right and there's no reason to that I mean, it's that little voice in your head saying that you can't do it and then there's another voice that's louder saying just keep going keep going and that little bitty voice that you think that making you go crazy because you feel like you can't do it you listen to it <laughs> yes 
tell you I know I do it to myself. Why you talking to me? I know. <laughs> that wasn't my intention, but if I'm talking to you, then you're it. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Sometimes we play a, ta- a, a game of tag, you admit. So I got I got to go fix that, you know. <laughs> so what is your niche? You know, you teach people how to find a niche, right? So what is yours and how did you find it? Oh, that's a good story. So along like I told you when I started my journey as a pharmacy technician, I started helping people figure out um you know in the pharmacy people would come and work and what we had done in our pharmacy what I had done kind of worked with the uh local pharmacy technician schools so that if they needed interns because in California the laws are stringent you had to do so many hours of uh, internship before you got your pharmacy technician license so right those people were allowed to come into our facility and work under us and learn how a hospital pharmacy operates and that was wonderful but there were some people who walked through the doors and they did not want to do this but this was a means to an end because they needed to find a job that paid quick money right a lot of people a lot of people but the thing is sometimes you have to take that and use that as a stepping stool or a stepping mm. stone to do what your heart is desiring because to start a business is not easy no it's not to do what your heart desires is not easy you have oh. to have a little bit of cash sitting around and you have to work at it so while you are at a job that brings in your you know that brings the food on the table that you're feeding your family that can be a stepping stool while you prepare for the next phase of life and i was able to help people direct that and it just happened that i was i'm a curious personality and i ask questions and i say i tell people you know what the the gist of it is that you have an idea right and it's called the i've um it's called the i've uh, concept because you received you conceived an idea you have to believe in it to achieve in it right so it's i right ive but the thing is most people just stop because oh who am i to do this and in order for me to see that project to completion i started helping people figure out their niche and i didn't think this was going to be a business until i got laid off and i started walking into the coaching realm and when i graduated i started talking to people and i realized that they didn't have a clue they had all the tools but they didn't know how to use them or how to implement these tools into their lives mm. so what i started doing was i started talking to them to figure out what they what skills they had acquired most people have already have acquired their skills and they are just you know it's like repurposing let me give you an example if you are making dinner and you have leftover rice right what do you do with that rice what i do with the leftover rice yes ma'am well, i can save it for tomorrow and make another dish like what um well if it's leftover rice i can add some broccoli to it and uh, and some chicken from tomorrow and i have a whole other dinner okay perfect now how many people know how to do that I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Right. And so, you know, the, everything can be repurposed. Your leftover rice, your leftover chicken, your leftover um dresses. Like for example, shirts that you're not using, you mm-hmm. can repurpose that too, provided you have the skills to sew and patience to make something else, right? Right. Now you I'm not saying you're going to get become an overnight cook overnight or you're going to get a become a seamstress overnight what you're going to do is you're going to they have to take and learn and you go to YouTube university and you'll find everything for free 
is not cheap but if you want if you want to make money invest time in youtube university and i'm telling you you can learn a lot of things right you can you can, you can. but the, the whole thing should become that i want to learn right so i as i started talking to people i realized that they needed to repurpose their skills and put them to work and not get frustrated so mm. i did what my coach did i told them i this was a test this was a test trial i found five people who were willing to invest their time in me and i said go on go stick a paper on your um wall and write down every skill that you have that you possess and they were like excuse me and i said yeah if you know how to make a bed go put it on there if you know how to comb your hair put it on there if you know how to bathe put it on there every skill you possess hmm. and But, is that a, is that a way that you help them find um how to find their niche or those skills well it happened to me because my coach told me to do that And what I did was then I got smarter and I put everything on an Excel sheet. 17 pages of skills that I have accumulated wow. over the years. I put it on an Excel sheet. I overlapped four skills. Only overlapped four skills, but it was like I know how to do all of this. Now, from there figure out which one you can do every day without being mad at yourself because to find your niche is to find your purpose and when it is called upon you to do something then you have to wake up every single day and do it every single day can That you do so this skill every single day just you may be maybe look at like you made me think about it because you know my my coach he tells me all the time coach T shout out to coach T he tells me all the time like find your niche and um that thing is I'm I'm positive but I am like you I have a lot of things that I'm good at well, to be honest you just made me realize like the skills that I've had and I've focused on for the past couple of weeks they have made me upset right and um not saying it made me upset to where I didn't want to do it no more but there was time where I got frustrated but I do I do have this one skill that you just made me realize that I never get upset at doing. And you know, and that right there is like, wow, you help me find my niche without finding my niche. That is so crazy. There you go. And see, people don't put the mind to the grind, right? But I want that to the grind. You have to do that because you know, I mean, People will say uh, uh I don't know what's the word what's the thing here that you have to have take your tires and squeal them or something but you have to take your mind to the grind because if you do not use your brain god given gifts to you have a brain that you don't use half the time you right. you have skills that you don't use half the time so if you don't use the skills and the brain that that is given to you by your superior power then why are you in this world so true speak i like it speak i'm talking about you giving so much value today i like it so with the the way you telling people like you know find your niche or you had to go and you put it on an excel sheet or you wrote it down what were some challenges you faced on finding your niche and what worked for you <laughs> every time i liked something that i wanted to do my brain said oh you think you can do that really you can never make money in that right really so then i had to sit down and coach my brain that when that voice came up i had to say i hear you 
I understand you. Thank you for sharing. Let me be my own boss. Mm, I'm taking that. I'm saying that from now on. There you go. I'm taking it. <laughs> you know, so share it with me. I hear you. I hear you. I understand you. I understand you. But let me be my own boss. Let me be my own boss. I needed you today. Whether you do it or not, I needed you today. And you came through. I like it. I love it. You're, I don't know if everybody else gets some value today, but I am. See, hey. the whole talk, the whole thing that I teach is the IIE principle. Now, mm. initiate, implement, and execute. So I've given you an idea right now, and they're going to talk about the initiating phase. You've already started thinking about when I said something, you put it into your circumstance, and you have now to implement this in your life. Me telling you or me initiating this idea is nothing to do with anything until you implement it. Right. But you implementing it is not going to work until you execute it. <laughs> oh, you have to get it out of your head to get it done. That's why people, coaches of all kinds will tell you, once you've got an idea, put it in paper. Once you put it on paper, start working on it. And that start working on it is something that's going to push you to the edge. Hey, so why do you think people, when it comes to finding niche, why do you think it's so important for people to do that? You know, you, you said you have to write it down. Um, now you got to implement it. But why is it is it important for people to do that? Because if you don't write it down, the written word doesn't speak. <laughs> you have to put it down. Even if the lawyer is going to ask you, if you go watch Judge Judy or any of the judge shows out there, they're going to tell you, do you have a piece of paper where you wrote it down? Hey, you ain't got no piece of paper. It don't exist. It doesn't exist. So make sure, if you put it down, then it is a written contract. It is a written testament for yourself, to yourself, to hold you accountable. You are not fighting this war with somebody else. This is your war against yourself. And you got to win it. You got to win it. Hey, you cannot let yourself down. That's what that's what helped hurt, hinders, my bad. That's what hinders a lot of us. We let our own self down. So, look, talking to you is like, it's giving me that energy I need. You feel me? It's like, oh, let's go. Let's go. Because I can't give up on myself. So, tell us uh, tell us about the books that you were uh, co-authors of. So, um, I wrote several books. Um, one second. <laughs> I wrote several books where I... Um, am a co-author with because all these women wanted me to write a chapter in their book so one of the book was called um she's the ish journeys of womanhood the other one was calling all earth angels and healers mm. the other one was heartfelt business lessons tip for your success and then the other one was Conversations with Top Real Estate Investors, Volume 3. Now, all of these, I wrote only a chapter. And each one, each chapter had certain amount of words that I had to write. And I liked writing. I've always loved putting <clears throat> words on, on paper. But again, like I said, if you don't write it, the story sticks in your head. Right. So, so then you gotta put it down. I was sitting, you know, my husband was sick and we were at the doctor's office every three weeks or we were in a waiting room somewhere or the other for a test that needed to be done. And he also was on dialysis. So I was always picking him up and dropping him off. And sometimes it took longer. And what I did was I felt like I was wasting time just sitting there in the car or sitting in the waiting room. So I would take my phone and open up an, a Word app and start writing stuff. 
just to get it out your head. Yeah, put, yeah, put all the words down, and that became a book, which is the author I authored myself. Is the philosophy of niche principles, where I talk about all the five steps, how people can figure out their niche. You have the skills. You just have to hone into your niche and how you do it. That's what the whole book is about. That sounds so crazy. I'm definitely about to check out every last one of those. I was looking at your website um, that you shared. Um, the one that said the Musings. Munira's Musings. That's my my um, podcast. Okay. All right. I was checking out that, and I was also checking out the Master Interviewer. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I like it. I'm definitely going to have to check out your books. I'm a reader, so I'm definitely going to tap into that and finding how to really find your niche, the philosophy of the niche. Um, the fact that you wrote these books, I know it was definitely for me because these are all things that I've been searching for. Also, uh, when it comes to like knowing my purpose and walking into that, like I'm definitely getting better every day when it comes to that. But I feel like after today is going to advance time 10 just by having a conversation with you. But here's the thing, you know, reading a book, how many books do you have on the shelf? How many books have you read from start to finish? How many? I read a lot of books from start to finish. I don't start the next book until I finish. That's awesome. That's awesome. But I'm talking to your viewers also because how many have the same mindset, have the same habits that you do, right? And most of them are following you because they like something you have. So they may be following the same books that you're reading. But here's another question that I have is how many people learn the lessons from those books and implement them in their life, right? Mm. So what I am doing is I am writing a course with that accompanies the book. And I'm in the middle of it, right in the middle of it. So I am going to offer my course at a nominal price for people who want to jump in. And if you mm -hmm. really are interested, then find me on Facebook and just send me a message that I want to, I want in, send me your email. And I will, once the course is ready to go, I will make sure that you are all signed up. <laughs> hey, give them. Give me your social media where they can follow you out on Facebook. If you have an Instagram, share it with them. Let them know where they can go check you out and, and send you messages. At. Munira Zahabi. Uh, if you find me on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, there's only one Munira Zahabi in the world, so you can find me very easy. Or you can just go to the Niche Navigator and use the contact form over there. And it'll be awesome because we'll talk, we'll, we can talk there. Hey, there you go. Go check Zahabi out, man. She dropping all these gems coming in with the fire. We're gonna need some water. We're gonna need some water to cool off because she's definitely bringing in so much knowledge, man. It's really blowing my mind right now because you're such an inspiration. Thank you. You really are. Thank you. Um, so with the books that you read, right? You read so I mean, well, not just really reading it, but the books that you wrote. You wrote so many and you was co-author of so many, you know. Beautiful women around the world was asking you to be a partnership in this book. So what was so unique about each one of those books and why did you decide to take that opportunity? <laughs> because I kept walking into my own uh I was I was stepping on myself, if you will. And I kept every. I have a very good story. So um, if if you want, if we should do another, uh, you know, another session where I tell you my whole story. But, but the thing is, everybody that I have met always comes and tells me, Mom, you need to write your you need to write your story." And you can't put the whole life in a in a book, right? You cannot. So how do you do that? And that was something that I always wondered. How can you put the whole story? That's why people have sequels, right? One, two, three, four. And I'm like, how many sequels will I have? How many big books will I write? Will people read my books? You know, so all these questions. And again, getting into my own way. 
So mm-hmm. What happened was with all of these stories that came out, the four books that I co-authored, all of them had a theme. How, like the healer was how can you heal from a tragedy or how can you you know with business how can you work a business and the fact is that you've done all of it yet you still don't believe that you've achieved anything so take that one piece of your life and be part of a segmented book where you are showcasing just one little chapter and then what you do is you take that chapter and ask people to give you a review. And if you if you like what people have to say then you write another chapter and another chapter and if you are writing several chapters in so many books you can take all of that and combine them into one book. That is also helpful right there. And that way you know people are going to read it because you already got a few reviews from it. Yes. The thing is, you know, the bottom line is as women, we never think that we can do. But we have already done and yet we don't recognize it. That's crazy. It is so true. It is so true. So when you was writing these books with these beautiful women and you guys were going in putting each other, um, <clears throat> implementing each other's tactics in it, you're definitely sharing so many knowledge, but not with just each other, but the world. Um, was it hard for you to help others find their niche while you was doing it or no? No, it is so easy. See, I'll tell you one thing. Forbes wrote a report in late 90s, late 90s, early 2000, where they said 68% of the people are not happy with where they are at. Either it's a job, it's a spouse, it's their children, it's the place they live, their salary, nothing, everything, everything combined. 68% of the world, 7 billion people in the world. If 68 people, 68% are not happy, are we counting children in that? Are we counting older people in that? Because they've already lived their life. If we are, if these people are not happy with what they are doing, then why are they still there? So that's the question that I started asking myself. And you know, I'll tell you one thing, that when I start talking to a complete stranger, I find out there is somebody who has a problem, something that they have that is a problem. Everybody in this world has some kind of a problem. If you as a person can solve a person's problem, then you are adding value and impacting them, their life in a positive way. Wow. Wow. And that's how you start. You know, I'll tell you what James Allen said in his book, as the men think it, he says, most people are anxious to improve their circumstances. They are not anxious to improve themselves. And change happens when one begins to change themselves. Oh God, this is so crazy. I like that. For real. It's just like joining a business. A lot of people are so ready to make that million dollars, but nobody is ready to take that investment. They're not ready to actually put in the work to be a millionaire. Just want the million dollars. So that makes so much sense what you just said. You can't make a million dollars with nothing. (laughs) You have to improve yourself. You know, the best book that I have read and that helps me a lot that I have read several times is Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. I got that right now. This is my second and third time reading this book. I love that. You know, and I do a mastermind. I I do a mastermind every Wednesday and we are on chapter one right now because we did the introduction and we're going to work on desire tomorrow. So if you are interested, send me on my Facebook message and I'll add you to the group because we do this every single week. And we talk about what we feel when we do the chapter. It's a chapter on desire. And who so doesn't beautiful. desire? 
that is so beautiful. And y'all bringing a group of people together to to actually just experience a chapter in the book that resonates with all you guys. Yes, and the thing is, it's not only you can you don't only have to pick that book. If you want to improve yourself, read a book. People have book clubs all the time and talk about romance novels and everything else. Let's talk about a do-it-yourself book. You know, you can just take a quote and discuss that with your friend, and that would be so awesome. That is so awesome. You talked about goals. What are what was your goals before you just started? Take, well, before you decided to take this journey, the whole journey before you just started is to just leap out of there. What were some of your goals? Well, I wanted to help people. and i was very passionate about helping women who were abused and i still am that's my side my side you know this thing hobby but i see abuse a mile away i smell it i'm like a i'm like a hound when i feel i don't feel it i just i cannot stand it and i will stand up but most women don't have the courage to stand up because they don't know how to that's so and sad. that was something that i had to overcome because i was in that percentile of women who did not know how to until it got to a point where you know i have to do something or i'm going to smother myself and die wow and you think excuse me a lot of women that go through that excuse me they think they can't speak up like you said because they don't know how they think uh because people are going to judge them or they're not going to make it out and one thing that i realized that if you just say something you can actually save your situation you in you know you said you hit on the two three main points you said they don't know how to and they they um what do you say you said they don't know how to and um they they don't feel um they can but then the other mm-hmm. one is they feel that it's all being done out of love yeah and no he's going to change mm-hmm. well let me tell you somebody if if somebody is listening and if i can impact somebody else's life right now it doesn't change let me just tell you this right now it doesn't change So you have to make the decision either you you sit there and simmer in that sauce that you're going to make yourself and just sit there and simmer or you get out and say I'm jumping this path it's not for me. Mm. But again that's that's you stepping out of the way of you, right? Yeah, and only that only happens when you are empowered by your knowledge. See nobody wants to interfere in your private life. Nobody wants to interfere and say I'm going to ta- tackle this guy on. Uh nobody is that crazy like me. I stand up to men all the time. But but those women don't know how to so if you empower them with knowledge with the fact that they are something, they have the ability to stand up and you know they are you know you hear you're nothing without me or you're never going to survive without me well if you empower women to do something for themselves and they can believe in that concept then they can do anything because women have become rulers they've become fighters they've become everything and strong man shout out to all the women that's listening Um definitely definitely if you need help if you just want to talk to somebody reach out to Zahabi reach out to me you can say something don't feel like you can't speak up cuz like you said the only reason why you're still going through is because you believe it's going to change that is not going to You know uh, there's another pet peeve of mine when you talk about goals is like I met a about 2 months ago I met a woman who is almost 82 and what she told me was that her husband had left her and for 35 years she's been living a life of a hermit life she's living her own life she's happy she's not happy but she simmers again in that sauce that she has created and she just sits there 
And the thing is, it's not getting her anywhere. And she mm. kind of waited and for her time has stopped still. And my thinking is why? Why mm. have you wasted your life for somebody who doesn't even ask after you? That's so crazy. That's so true. Why care knowing that they don't even care? True. So then when I see people like her, I realize how much time have you wasted not feeding your own ego, but feeding his ego. Right. Right. You could have done something so awesome. So, I mean, I know this isn't anything to do with niches, but women who are just sitting there waiting, you know, don't wait, you know live your life you have been given this chance you know and the other thing is that my husband passed away so i met a lot of widows and there were some widows that i met that were that have not changed in seven years they still have their husband's toothbrush and his clothes the way he left them and i look i understand this person is gone and i understand grieving is a process and i understand each person grieves differently I am not not an authority on the subject, but that woman that told me this story, she has wasted seven years of her life just being stagnant. So don't, mm. you know, and that's why it's like, read a book, go find a friend, have coffee out. It's COVID time, so you can't do any of that stuff. But who doesn't tell you to have a Zoom call or, you know, it's not only Zoom. You have GoToMeeting, you have uh, the FaceTime, FaceTime, you have WhatsApp, mm-hmm. you have uh, Google Talk. I, I don't know. There's so many out there that you can just call up a friend, have coffee in front of you and some biscuits and just have a conversation. Right. You're so right. And like, so on this journey, this whole time you say, like you said, you meet so many people, such as the lady that you just mentioned. And then you talk to me so many people when it comes to finding their niche. So why do you feel, Zahabi, that this is your life purpose? I believe that purpose is change. A purpose is change, but my I think I was brought in this world so that I can tell my story and share the lessons that I have learned with other people so that they don't make the same mistakes mm. because it's not worth it. You know, my father always used to tell me, Manira, when I die, I don't want to come back. God is going to say, I gave you a life and you didn't do this, this, and this. You didn't eat this, this, and this. Go go back and taste something. I don't want to come back. And I am of the same mindset. I don't want to come back and, you know, try again. There's there's no second try. You get one life. Live it to the fullest. Smell the roses. Enjoy it. Leave a legacy. You know, if not for the whole world, leave a legacy for your children. Something yes. that you have done that you are proud of. You know, a recipe or a cause or something. Who knows? Who knows what you are in for? But whatever it is, you are great. You are awesome. And you can do this. Yes, leave a legacy. You know, one thing I've, I've started learning more about this was like, like you said, um, things happen in life purpose changed but one thing i realized my grandmother god rest her soul um she passed away about a year ago and the thing that really touched me the most that i never seen the most beautiful funeral such as hers and i I mean nobody in that whole funeral had anything negative to say far as like who her spirit was and it seemed like we was having a celebration like her birthday even though we was burying her in that moment when it should have been something sad uh, a very grieving moment my life changed because I had never heard so many people talk about a legacy talk about what somebody did and I did not know she had impacted so many people across the world I mean that little bitty church is so packed out with so many people. I mean, mayors, um, governors, and I'm like, wow, my grandmother, a little bit old lady, knew all these people, and it's because the legacy that she left behind. She was nice, she was kind, and she helped people. And 
that right there honestly made me push forward because I've been in roles um, all my life, basketball, military, in leadership roles. And now, like you said, you are left out to, to you know, do a purpose. What is my purpose? I found my purpose within a sad moment because I realized it was about the legacy, like you just said. Yeah. And you know what? You don't have to have a podcast. Not everybody is cut out for all of this. But if you share, if you show somebody um, a recipe, you know, somebody a, a trick in the bathroom, like how to clean your bathroom, you know, just small little things. These things people will remember forever. You know, you don't need to have, you know, and here's the other thing is that what you said is I'm going to have um, your grandmother had a funeral. Mm. I, I don't, I, I really don't like it because I want to hear what people are saying while I'm alive, not when I'm dead. <laughs> right. Give us the flowers. And I'm pretty sure yeah, so, you know, told her um, that. Maybe, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, we, 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 we wait for some, you know, we wait for somebody to retire before we have a retirement party and say how good you are in our work. Uh, we wait for somebody to die to tell them how good they were in our life. No, right. just tell them right now because you know what? Life is too short to have regrets. So don't mm -hmm. have those regrets. Just, you know, if you love somebody, tell them you love somebody. If somebody has pretty eyes, I do that all the time and people look at me funny and I, I have nothing <laughs> in my heart. I'll just tell them, you know, you have beautiful eyes. And God has blessed you with such a beautiful gift, you know. And I'm admiring God's creation in that way. Nothing, no, no strings attached. Nothing. I'm never going, may never see this person again. But it makes that person feel good. And that's hey. that moment, you know, when you make somebody feel good. That's a legacy you're leaving. Right. It only have to. It only have to be big. Long you're packing that one person. I like to say one person a day. It don't have to be a million people. I have to stand in front of a thousand million people to impact someone. Like you said, just changing somebody's way of thinking and helping somebody um, live a little better every day. It will, it will legal legacy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you think people fail in business because um, one, they cannot find their niche and two, they don't have a goal to their legacy? A little bit of both. Yes. They fail because they have what they call a shiny shiny uh, object syndrome sometimes yeah. they haven't planned it correctly where they don't know exactly where they're supposed to go the four questions they have to ask is what am i gonna do how i'm gonna do it why i'm doing it when i'm gonna do it mm. Mm, that's deep <laughs> that's deep so what are three ways you can narrow down your niche and to find one for you? What are three ways you do it? So I failed a lot, right? I failed. <laughs> I can tell you stories about my failure, but failure is not fail. It's first, um, you know, it's the first lesson in learning for me. Right. And so what I tell you is if you have an idea, and you've conceived it, sit on it for a few days and until you believe in it. Because if you don't believe in your idea, nobody else will. Mm. Hey, wait, I saw, uh, I saw someone on Instagram, it said, um, it said, you have to be able to sell yourself and then believe it. So let's say there's a product, if you can sell your product to yourself, you can sell it to anybody. So like you said, if you don't believe in yourself, how do you expect others to believe in you? Exactly. And then the thing is, you don't, you know, most of the time we start with by telling our friends. Don't ask your friends and family because those are the first people who are going to say no to you. If you really believe in this product, let me give you an example. When I started working with a coach, he said to me, he goes, you can't be, you know, you have to change your name. You're, you can't be the niche navigator. We have to change that. And I said, what? I said, no, I am the niche navigator. And she, no, 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 you can't be it. You have to change it. So we went for two weeks back and forth. And I said, that is not going to happen, my friend. <laughs> my name is a God-given gift. 
I am the only niche navigator in the world and I am going to stay the only niche navigator in the world. Either you like it or not, or if you don't like it, take a hike. <laughs> I you gotta stay only. Yeah, I believed it in so much. And then my logo is a compass. And he goes, we need to change your logo. And I'm like, no, that's not going to work either. That will not change. Everything else may or may not change, but those two things will not change. He gave up. He didn't talk to me. He says, okay, you know what? I'm just going to let you work your whatever for three months. I'll come back and talk to you. Okay, fine. Talk to me in three months. He came back four months later and he told me, he goes, Manira, I need you to understand this is not going to work. At that time, I had found enough traction. I had found people. People were looking for me. And I started sending him, you know, I would tag him on my Facebook posts because I don't have Instagram or Twitter or any of that. I spend my time on Facebook. So I sent, I, I tagged him on a lot of things and he was like, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But I believed in it with my wholeheartedness that now people know who the niche navigator is. <laughs> yeah, let's go. So, you know, in, even in, uh, you know, Think and Grow Rich, Barnes knew he was going to work with Thomas Edison. How he was going to do that, he didn't know, but he knew he was going to do it. Mm -hmm, he, did. he believed in it that it happened. It may not happen overnight, but it does happen. He's a hobby. I'm telling you, I'm a, I gotta have you back on this podcast. I gotta do it because the hobby you are filled with so much, and I'm gonna get close with you. I'm gonna do some work with you because you you got my you got my juices flowing over here. I'm telling you, you uh, whether you know it or not, you, today has been my pondering day. I've been in my head, and you've been able to help me just by this podcast. So yes, I'm definitely gonna have to reach back out to you after this podcast. You know, be be a student of a of a student. You know, because we're always students out here to learn. And I want to learn more about the niche. I want to know more about helping other people find their niche. And I'm going to dive more into these books that you have wrote and co-authored over because, oh, my God, Zahab, you are a gift from God. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy and grateful now that you was able to get on this podcast with me. So before you get off, I want you to shout out again your social media they better not get it wrong. Y'all better go follow Zahabi right now and ask your questions. Shout your social media back out for me. My, uh, I'm, I, I'm, use my name. It's M-U-N-I-R-A. Zahabi, Z as in zebra, A-H-A-B as in boy, I. You can find me on The Niche Navigator, all one word. And niche is spelled N-I-C-H-E, N-A-V-I-G-A-T-O-R.com. And just find me. But don't forget the the, the niche navigator because that's me. That's me. <laughs> hey. And I pray you guys got some value from the niche navigator herself, Zahabi. Because I'm telling y'all, if your juices didn't get the floor like mine, redo this whole podcast listen to it over and over and go ask Zahabi some more questions start her courses y'all I'm telling you I, I am blessed Zahabi to even be on this podcast too yeah. I, I would love to come back thank you so much Char I really really appreciate it and I'm honored oh. and humbled oh thank you so before you go I want you to leave a message that would resonate from soul to soul what do you live by? Go out there and tell them right now. If you had to give a message in front of a million people, short and brief, go. I'm going to ask everybody to take a cold shower. So stand under your cold shower until it gets comfortable. Because nothing in this world is easy. And that's the easiest thing that I have found that we can overcome because when I teach my IIE principle, execution is the best part. And to execute, you must to do. And to do, you must take a cold shower. I want to know, Char, how you did. Because it took me seven minutes to get 
comfortable and every day before I shower, when I shower, before I switch on the hot water, I stand in the cold water and jump in and shiver for a few minutes because it gets the juices flowing. Now, I'm not asking you to jump into a cold pond like Tony Robbins does. I'm asking you to take a cold shower until it gets comfortable. And chances are it may take you shorter or it may take you longer, but you got to do it. If you do it, you have won this execution process. Hey, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna let you know how far I go. I, I'm gonna do it. Right. That's a challenge to me. And I like how you said, you, you stand into the cold shower until you become um, comfortable, right? Yes. So you defeat it. You defeat that uncomfortableness and you made yourself comfortable. And if you can do that, you can do anything. So Zahabi, thank you. Yo, thank you. You are welcome. Thank you. You're such a life of the party, man. <laughs> thank you so much. Hey, I want you to know, if, if no one tell y'all today, tomorrow, yesterday, that I did not love you, so I love you, I must, I'm my most upset, high, Amari loves you, know that Zahabi loves you, and the Positive Energy Generation Podcast love y'all. Thank you, Zahabi. Thank, Thank you. you love so you Thank you. And I, I, I'm just so excited. And I'm ready for part two. So definitely come back and share some more knowledge. We want to hear your stories, Zahabi. All right. There you go. Have yourself a, a, another another session. <laughs> Always be blessed. And y'all stay safe. Thank you, Zahabi, once again. Bye. Bye-bye.